You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today, Bishop Herbert Bailey continues with Passion for God. Uh, Philippians 3, 7 through 16. Listen, listen to Paul talking about his passion towards God. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. Philippians 3, 7 through 16. Wow, it's a lot of reading. I'm reading from Amplified. Lord. You got it. All right, I'm going in. <laughs> Philippians 3, starting verse 7, Amplified. But whatever former things I had that might have been gains to me, I have come to consider as one combined loss for Christ's sake. Imagine that. All my degrees. All my accomplishments, if you're in Hollywood, all my awards, all my Emmys, my Tonys, my Academies, whatever, all my accomplishments, he said, I count it as nothing that I can really go after God. Verse 8, yes, furthermore, I count everything as lost compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse, dregs in order that I might win, gain Christ the anointed one. And that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own based on my obedience to the the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired. But possessing that genuine righteousness, which comes through faith in Christ, the anointed one, the truly right standing with God, which comes from God by saving faith. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may share his suffering as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death. In the hope that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. Man, this is some good stuff here. Not that I may, not that I have, not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold of grasp and make my own. That for which Christ Jesus the Messiah has laid hold of me and made me his own. He said, I want what God wants for me. God has something in mind when he saved me. God had a station in life in mind when he saved me. God had something he wanted me to fulfill when he saved me. God had a high calling when he saved me. I want to go after that. 
Verse 13, I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. So let those of us who are spiritually mature and full grown have this mind and hold these convictions. And if and if any respect, you have a different attitude of mind. God will make this make that clear to you also. Only let us hold true to what we have already attain and walk and order our lives by that Paul saying this is what I'm pursuing God saved me not to just say I'm going to heaven that's that's settled when you say yes to Jesus heaven is your home okay I'm messing up our theology the old religious theology of us trying to make heaven our home Okay, how many heard we try? I'm trying to make heaven. Once you make Jesus your Lord, heaven is your home. Amen. And we are pilgrims. We're just passing through here. Okay, the clothes. Glory to God. The closing took place. The closing to if you ever bought a home in real estate, understand? The closing took place when you said yes to Jesus. You got the you got the keys to heaven. Heaven is your home. Amen. You're not trying to make it your home. Heaven is your home. Now, since heaven's my home, in the meantime, I got some work to do. In the meantime, I got to represent him on earth. In the meantime, I want to fulfill my calling. In the meantime, I want to fulfill whatever he has for me in the earth. Because he didn't save me just to go to heaven. If he saved me just, just to go to heaven, then he might have allowed us to just to have a deathbed and say, okay, get, get your house in order. You're going home tonight. And then, then you know, he saved you while you had a life. That you can give to him. While you had a body that's usable to him. While you have breath in your lungs. And, and, and energy in your legs and your hands. So he can use you in the earth. God. He didn't just save you to go to heaven. Stop just thinking about heaven. Amen. He saved you to be kingdom representatives and ambassadors here in the earth. And we got to keep pursuing him to fulfill that. Psalm 63 and 8. David says, my soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. My soul followeth, that's passion, y'all. My soul followeth hard after you. I stalk you, God. I ain't going to ask you, any of y'all ever been stalked. I was when Pastor Marshall met me. But When somebody stalks you, they follow hard after you. Everywhere you go. There they are. John 6. I preached this passage of scripture a few weeks ago when I, when I was doing the series on uh, we're out here now. But John 6, 22 through 27 talks about Jesus had to get away from the crowd. He had just fed the 5,000. And then he sends his disciples away. And they thought he was still there. But we know what happened. Jesus went walking out on the sea. And so later they're looking for Jesus and they can't find Jesus. So verse 24 says, Matthew, John 6, 24, when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to, to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. That, that just, that's, 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 they took the shipping. They said, you going across the sea, we going across the sea too. That, 
They were pursuing Jesus. Do you pursue Jesus? Are you willing to go shipping? Child, I don't like boats. I, I was going to follow Jesus, but he went across that water. Now, I ain't going across no water. I, I stopped right here. I don't know if they got a, 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 a sea taxi, Sue Uber, but they, they said, Jesus going across the water. I'm going across the water too. What do you, what do you, and what, and what stands out to me in some type of way, that was an inconvenience. That was an inconvenience in some kind of way. How do you allow God to inconvenience you? Or has everything in your life got to be comfortable for you? That's, that's why people stop serving in ministry because it becomes uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. We agreed to do this, um, uh, this, this clubhouse. Tuesday nights at nine o'clock. Lord, that was the longest hour last night. We've been running around. We were so tired. If, 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 if y'all could have seen me, I'm, I'm Phil Marshall. Like, and I'm like, go, you go, you go. Say something. Because you know you can't have dead space on Clubhouse. You have dead, dead space on here because you, you're looking at me. But on Clubhouse, you ain't ever sitting there listening. I'm, and she's my, Pastor Mark sitting there going. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't I, know. I, I, I know, didn't even know. I, I, really I thought didn't. she was. I thought I was wide awake. Y'all. I thought she mad at me. Like I thought oh, I was like, wide awake. She looked at me like, "Oh, you teaching this stuff for Jane? You?" <laughs> oh my goodness! I was exhausted. But, I'm exhausted okay. tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, right. But this is ministry. And by the way, y'all, I I don't get nothing for doing that clubhouse. Nobody's paying me for that. That's allowing me to give the word regarding marriage and family and faith to people who otherwise I might not ever see or come to my church or watch my television broadcast or give an offering. But it's meant as if, and I'm getting nothing from it. I don't have my cash app on my clubhouse bio. I'm not trying to direct them to my church. It's just an opportunity to do ministry. Sometimes I do things and I know that person is not going to be able to reciprocate. But I know anytime I do, anytime I'm doing that, I have, I'm working for the Lord and he, he's going to repay. Amen. 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 And let me, let me say something about that because a lot of, a lot of us, and we've been seeing it more since, since this pandemic. I heard recently we, we needed somebody to do something who used to do it for free. And they ain't been to church. And the word I heard that I got is that if you give me such and such amount of hour, I'll come back and do it. Everybody want to be paid now. And, and first of all, you need to understand, God can pay you better than we can pay you. Now, I, I'm, I'm very serious about that. Because, because there are dividends to serving the Lord and doing ministry. God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. Right. People will forget, especially once you left their employment. Okay, you got your checks. You're going about your business now. You quit. We fired you. This is over. God will never forget your, your labor of love. Never. It'll, it'll, your, your children will reap because you sold in, into ministry. And I, right now, I'm not even, I'm not even just talk, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about financially. Your children will walk in favor. Doors will open up for your children because you're faithful serving on a camera. Doors will open for you. 
We have people in this ministry who are doing something full time now that they start off volunteering. That's how they got the experience. Now they're making money, making six, six figures doing it. But they started off doing it in church, serving, volunteering, and nobody gave them a dime. But everybody now wants to be paid. We didn't know there was such a thing. We didn't know there was such a thing. I, I, Years ago, years ago, when we were at Rama Bible Church, some kind of way, we, we got to be friends with one of the Rama singers who traveled with Kevin Hagen, mm-hmm. and um, and and I found out that he was he was full time in ministry. I said, what, full, "What do you mean full time?" Mm-hmm. He said, well, "We travel with with Brother Hagen, and how you get paid? Mm-hmm. They pay you for singing." I'm like, "Well, I've been cheating all my life." I've been singing in church all my life and nobody paid me for singing. I said, then he told me what he, what he told me he got paid. Then I thought about the guy's name was Dan. Who was a I said, If you can pay. Oh my God. What Dan getting paid? Then I thought, well, what the pastor paid? Because I didn't know anything about being paid for ministry. All the stuff I did. You know, and the civic work I oh, did, did a lot. and the old community right. stuff I did, right. I didn't think about getting paid. Right. I'm getting paid now. now right. I'm but reaping how, the benefits of many, sowing years. How many years? And so, you know, and the thing about it, as you're talking about this, you know, we knew of people in ministry, full-time in ministry, getting paid in ministry. But it didn't cause us to try to finagle our way in getting paid in what we were doing. I'm sitting here, it never really crossed our mind because the word talks about run your race with patience. We were friends with these individuals who were doing well, you know, and living from what they would enjoy doing, serving the Lord, which is a, was a heart's desire of yours for years. But you didn't say, well, if you can do that, then I can do that. And let me go over here and try to make that happen. And so, so often today, we're watching what other people are doing okay. and how... And it creates discontentment. Right. But you have to run your race with patience that somebody in the next lane could be at a different place. But you can't keep watching them if you're going to run your race. And that's so key in the area of um, serving the Lord and allowing him to bless you when the season comes. Listen, and then the thing is, you don't know how God's going to bless you. You don't know how it's going to show up. But, you know, the whole thing regarding wanting to get paid, and we're going down this because, you know, getting paid for... We're talking about being inconvenient. Right, paid for service, it's like, it's so temporal. You 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 have your reward. Right, and that's that's the one-hit wonder, meaning you can't, your children can't inherit that. Mm. They can't inherit you, you know, being a hireling. That's not a, you, can, you can't leave an inheritance with the Lord if you're skilled and you're gifted and God anointed you. And there's no element, no area of service. That does, that does not pass on to your children. And so, you know, and so what we have to be really focused, because social media, all that kind of stuff, we have to run our race with patience and get, knowing that, God, you're going to bless me or provide for us or help us when that time comes. And he's always been faithful somebody came to me somebody came to me who works for our ministry and realized a particular a, a, pick, a particular department needs more help 
he came to me and asked me, can he take a salary reduction so that we can get more help in this area? Because God has blessed him so much now that he don't even need the church money. That's what God does when your heart's right. What are you willing to be? And, and, and while we're here, let me say, I believe everybody who's a member of a church should contribute something to serve and help that ministry. Now, for some of us, because you may travel and you make so much money and you're gone, you know, for some people, their, their job is strictly sowing money. But as other people have gifts and talents and abilities and administrative skills and, and, and who can just help. And the more help we have, okay, let, let me mention this too. We were talking about this and I mentioned that at noon. Okay, there's no, let's say no shade on our media people here tonight. But we have seen a pattern when it comes to people who backslide and fall away. And the most, the biggest area that it happens in is in our media ministry and parking lot. People get off, backslide, get strange ideas, new doctrines, or just offended or whatever. But we know what's happening. What's happening is that they're serving so much, they're not attentive to the word. Because even these camera people right now, but their job is to make sure it got the right shot. Not to make sure they're hearing the right thing. The sound person is to make sure it the sounds right, not what I'm saying. But when you sit under the word, you focus on the word. And the more people we have, the more people can help, can help and spread it out. So people can just sit under the word. There's times you just need to sit under the word. You need to be fed. And if all you do is give out, give out, give out, give out, you're going to run dry. Yeah. So everybody and the more people that will inconvenience themselves to serve in ministry, the more that everybody can be fed. But, you know, don't you feel like you get to? It's like I get to serve God. Well, that's how that's how I looked at it. You know, and that, I can, I always consider it an honor and a privilege. Yes, yeah. I, I consider it an honor and a privilege. Okay, now let's go a little deeper here, honey, because we're in a new date now. So we go to ask people things, and they, well, what's the response that they'll give us? Um, I, you know, Lord, I want to ask you if you would do such and such. Lord, put you in my heart to do it. And the response is what? Now, let, let me pray about. Let it. me pray about. It. Oh my God. It. Let me pray about. it. Oh my God. I got when our pastor asked us for no, what? no, when he asked us, that meant yes. yes. Even if you didn't know what it, you were doing, yeah. No, what? Well, no, I go pray about it. <laughs> That's if that if my man of God wanted me to do something, uh, that was the way to serve. And sometimes I was saying, now I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my, <laughs> I'm going to so... need some. I'm going to need some help. Right, you just showed up. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to need. I'm going to need some help. I was asked to be a minister music, and I and all I. I was a back. I was a background. <laughs> uh, 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 a background pianist. Now I'm the lead minister music. Then I got replaced. <laughs> I, I got replaced. I got replaced in rehearsal. <laughs> I'm. I have to tell you about that. I got replaced in rehearsal. 
It was this young lady. She was coming to my rehearsals for about two, three weeks. Then finally, the next week, her pastor came in and said, this is sister so-and-so. She's your replacement. She's the new ministry music. Then I'm promoting you to assistant pastor. And I went from $100 a week to $75 a week. Because I got a promotion to assistant pastor. Which I never got. Until we went full-time in ministry. Then the Lord put on their heart to, to support us for three months. And the money that I calculated, the money that they sent us, for those three months was what I should have gotten over those two and a half years that I served as 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 a, as a, as assistant pastor. But I didn't need it then. Right, right. God is not unrighteous. Right. Amen, amen, amen. To forget your labor of love. Amen. Praise God. And even when during that time and season when the you know we could have used the money. We could have used the money. And you could have got really offended, but right. you kept on serving. You know, and, and so I, I don't know if um, today we get that, you know, and sometimes people want what you have. They don't know the story. But they don't understand the story, and, or, nor are they willing to go through the process. You know, it was a huge process for us. It was, I mean, it, you know, there was times we was like, well, why is it taking this long? We had people that we were friends with, primarily you, um, Already in ministry, launching out, you know, but we didn't have that release, you know, and we could not, and then and we was always serving in ministry and, you know, with all these kids, you know, I didn't get a pass, you know, nor they just accepted that as an excuse. I never forget I had one on a hip and one in a carrier and, and it's, it's standing up teaching Sunday school going like this. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, trying to keep, you know, keep through, you know, the baby quiet. In, in we used the, to have staff meeting on Monday nights. We brought blankets. Oh, my goodness. And pillows. And no, the, pillows. Those, were the, those were the staff meetings that lasted all night. <laughs> but staff meeting went from like 7 o'clock to 10, 11 o'clock. Right. And we, we brought our kids with us, and the, the kids stayed in the room sleeping. Right. Cause the, and at that time, they were small, and you can carry them everywhere. You know, and so there was a level of um, stretch a level of sacrifice, um, got, uh, labor and time and correction and, um, and doing what we were asked to do. But what you see here is result of all that process and going through that. And sometimes I think we, you know, you know, when we can Google everything and take an online class and then you can say, well, I can put it together on paper and you can sound really like but the, the intangibles that, that God needs and requires for his people who to dominate at this level, it requires sacrifice. It requires a willingness to be inconvenienced. It, it requires, you know, serving and not just coming to gain something so you can go out and be great outside the house. And sit in, in, sit in the house. Isn't that I need to come and get everything I need to know to run my business. But you can get so much serving in church to run your business. Mm. Yeah. I, you, you all have heard me talk about this before. When we first started, there was, a, there was somebody who uh, I wanted to work with the youth. Because he said he had a passion for youth. 
And so we had, we had maybe two or three middle schoolers and maybe young high schoolers. And I said, well, we, you know, we start, we're still growing right now. We got a couple. He said, but maybe take that. He said, no, 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 no. Lord, the Lord didn't call me to do youth ministry in the church. He said, the Lord called me to have a worldwide youth ministry. It's going to be a, a, a global, <laughs> a global worldwide youth ministry. And his ministry never did anything. Because everything that's big started small. Okay? Until you're faithful in that which another man's, you don't qualify for your own. Okay? But all this is about passion for God. And, 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 and let me say that, because I don't want anybody to get, feel guilty about and then try to do things to please us. But I'm talking about having a pa- passion for God. When you have a passion for God, you, you'll inconvenience yourself. You're willing to do those things because at the end of the day, I don't do, I didn't do it, wasn't doing it for him. I was doing it as to the Lord. There were times I felt like I didn't like my pastor. Seriously. But I know what God required of me. There were times I didn't agree with him, but I knew what God required of me. So I had to be, I had to look beyond him and say, I'm doing this as unto the Lord. It's right before God. It's, it, it's like the people who start worrying about what, what the church doing with the money. What the pastor doing with the money. You're supposed to tithe. I don't care if he's taking it and, and doing whatever. The tithe is unto the Lord. And let God work, work with, deal with him. You do what's right before God. Now, I know that a lot of people can't, can't do that, but we get, at the end of the day, everything we do has to be as unto the Lord because people will mess you up. Let's end with this. Passion makes you want to be in one's presence. Okay? Makes you pursue, but, but pursuing it makes you want to be in his presence. Psalm 42, 1 and 2, I quoted this earlier. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? When can I come? I'm looking, I, I long for opportunities to be in his presence. Privately, corporate worship, personal devotion when you have a passion for God you want to be in his presence when you lose your passion and desire for something it's not fun or enjoyable anymore you just go through the motions many of us have lost our passion for God and the things of God in this teaching Bishop Herbert Bailey encourages us to find the passion we once had for God and the things of God To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for passion for God. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, women's Bible study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.